0: Welcome back to the Spirits Guide Podcast. I am Rich, your guide to the intoxicating spirits world. And here we are, episode 20. Uh, Buckle up, if you guys looked at the the time length of this before you started listening, you know you're in for a long and winding ride. A couple of things. First of all, I I can't believe it's episode 20 that I've been doing this for six months. And you guys have been indulging me (laughs) for six months and are on this journey with me it's i uh, you know I, I say it all the time but i i can't tell you guys enough how much i appreciate the fact that you're out there you're on the journey you're you're listening you're commenting you're stopping by and and seeing me and sharing samples and that's kind of where we're at with this you know when i was thinking about putting this episode together and you know what was i going to do this week and what was i going to talk about when i just you know so many great samples sitting here that like maybe I'll just do another episode where I taste through a whole bunch of samples and as I was kind of going back and, and taking in the, the six month thing I realized that it was episode 10 the first time that I did a sizable amount of samples so it's only fitting that on episode 20 we do a sizable amount of samples volume 2 you guys you guys have, have just killed it, you know As you're about to hear, like Every one of these samples is Just amazing And it just, it makes me Appreciate, you know Not only the spirits, but the human part Of it, you know, the people Behind these spirits, but the human element Of you guys out there Tasting these things, going, you know what This is great uh, I wonder what Rich would think Of it, I, you know, I, I want To share this with him, so the fact that, you know, one, you guys take time out of your, your day to to listen to me, you know, while you're driving or wherever you're listening to podcasts, but that you take another moment out of your day to to pour off a sample and get it to me is just incredible. And it's it really is the incredible part of our community. So again, thank you guys very much. This episode is not only for you, but in all reality, it's by you because you guys provided All of the content to it. Uh, Some of the absolute best whiskeys I have tasted in a long, long time. And yes, some of you guys have given me samples of rums and tequilas and mezcals and other spirits. I wanted to keep this one focused to whiskey, but I will get to the rest of those samples. uh, I promise. Yeah, so probably shouldn't talk much longer. There's enough content coming ahead at you. Uh, As always, if you guys like what I'm doing here you like being on the journey, go to the podcast page, click that follow button, give it a five-star rating. Um, What that does is it helps other people who are looking for podcasts like this and they start to search it out. It helps to populate that search for other people. And for those of you already following, share it out on your social media. Let your friends know who are into the same kind of stuff that we're into, that there's a podcast for them that they've got to hear and be a part of. Follow on Facebook and Instagram. You guys know the drill. Everything I post is things that I'm actually drinking, actually tasting shows that I'm actually going to books that I'm actually reading vinyl that I'm actually listening to. It's all real authentic stuff. That's that's me. Um, You can also leave reviews and comments about the podcast on both of those platforms. You can message me on both of those platforms as well. And, you know, if you've got a sample where you you kind of listen to this episode and you're like, you know what? I've got something I'm curious his opinion on. You know, if there's something that I taste here and you're like, hey, that sounds really good. I'd like to try that. Please don't hesitate to reach out and be like, hey, do you have any of that left? I'm over 21. I live close by. We can meet up. I'll get you samples. Um, and as always, if you want to just come here, hang out in the studio with me. Geek out about movies, music, books, TV shows whatever, and drink some cool spirits, you can email me at the spiritguide89 at gmail.com. All right, we'll uh, let you get on. Hope you guys enjoy the episode uh, as much as I enjoyed making it. And by the way, if you're looking at it and you're going like, wow, this is long, just imagine what it was like for me to be drinking for all that time. You'll you'll start to hear that by the end, it's going a little off the rails, but all in good fun. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much, and voila. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Whew. All right. So here we are. My my goodness. It is episode number 20. I I I can't believe that I've gotten this far. Uh it seems like it seems like I just get this thing started, and and here we are. I mean, twenty weeks of full episodes, in plus all the bonus episodes to begin with. It's hard to believe that six months have gone by already since I started this thing. We just keep growing. You guys are awesome. Uh, you guys are the reason why I'm doing this. You know, I wanted to do this, to to connect with people, really, and to see if there was other people out there who were into the same kind of stuff that I am and it's been awesome uh you know that I'm finding that there are people out there who are like me and that I'm getting to connect with you guys it's so good and you guys really are the basis of this episode uh episode number 20 we're going to call this a <sighs> surplus of samples it's not the actual title i'm going to use uh and full disclosure i'm going to be kind of consulting my phone quite a bit uh, on this one for for a variety of reasons Uh, a sizable amount of samples which is actually what we called episode number 10 so now episode number 20 it's kind of fitting to do a sizable amount of samples volume two and what i'm doing here is you guys are so great. And, you know, I've said it before that I get so humbled when you find a bottle of something and you go like, wow, this is really amazing. This is super cool. I love this. You know what? I've got to share this with Rich. And then you guys actually take the time to pour off a sample, stop by and see me and drop it off. It means the world to me. And it means that, you know, in in it it means that what i'm doing matters and you know it's it's sort of in the the bio of my instagram page of like that spirits should be more than just intoxicating beverages they should be things that facilitate conversation and connect human beings and and are kind of the catalyst for moments and memories and you guys are making that all happen um and before I get into, you know, sampling and, and tasting, I just kind of want to talk about my weekend last weekend and how amazing it was on all of my my spiritual levels, you know, and, you know, I I call myself the spirits guide. and And, you know, it seems maybe narcissistic to to kind of call yourself that. But really, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to guide anybody. Uh, You know, when you kind of look up what an actual spirits guide is or, you know, the, the, you know, I guess the shaman is kind of the sort of the best example of, you know, these people go on like a, you know, Native Americans would go on like a a mescaline trip to kind of free the mind. But they would have a guide there with them while they were kind of going on this trip to make sure that their experience was positive and to kind of guide them through things. I'm not here to, to guide you through anything. But I am kind of here, hopefully, to influence or or just kind of just show some of the options that are out there, and maybe expand people's sort of thought processes of, of what they might want to enjoy, and really just to connect, you know, with humans. Because really, in a, in a world that I don't want to get too political here, uh, but you know, in a, in a world where People are, are constantly, I don't know, our differences are so often emphasized and we're all divided on, on different lines and, and we're picking sides all the time. To me, spirits are, are the things that just kind of cross those boundaries and all these things that are spiritual to me that have no boundaries and just bring humans together for human experience and human connection. In this past weekend, I get to go to, you know, I know it's super white trash, but Hampton is one of my favorite places to just kind of get away to, you know, for a couple days and I get to go see Buddy Guy. You know, I talked about him in, you know, the blues and bourbon shows that we did over the last few weeks. 85 years old, the last of the living legends of the blues greats, you know, and I get to go up with my absolute best friend in the world and him and I, you know. Get to hang out, have a cigar. We were far away from work. Uh, You know, we went out, had a nice dinner at a great Italian restaurant up in Salisbury called Capri. So if you're ever up in the Hampton Beach, Salisbury Beach area, check out Capri. They're awesome. You know, and then we get to have a cigar together and have just conversation that wasn't about how hard life is or how work was. It was just friends talking about stuff that connects us, whether it was... Movies we've watched or or music or books or, you know, what we were drinking and what we were drinking was uh, Virginia Distillery, Courage and Conviction. We're having a cigar and then we walk up, we get to see Buddy Guy. And again, for somebody who, to me, seeing Buddy Guy is, is seeing history, you know, in live form that going back, I mean, he's 85 years old. He has played with every great blues, rock musician in the last 60 years absolutely amazing um and so like in that sort of spiritual form I, you know i get to bond with a human over spirits and while i was at the show i met somebody i had never met before a complete stranger and we had a 20 minute conversation during intermission about music and we had made a human connection that you know will stick with me forever and then seeing buddy guy and having that musical connection. And then the next day I was on my own for a few hours and I get to read a book. Um, the, uh, in Elvis Costello biography and, and have those sort of spiritual moments where you're digesting words and they become part of your, your brain. And you know, when, whenever you read whatever it is, you're always exercising your brain and you're making your vocabulary stronger, but you're, you're diving into somebody else's world. Um, and becoming a part of that and that's a spiritual experience to me um and then the one thing that kind of topped it all off uh i was on my own my, my friend had gone back home for the day uh my girlfriend was coming up later on that night so i had a few hours on my own i was walking around the beach and i ended up walking past this couple uh that had to be in in their 80s or so and they were holding hands walking down the street. You know, I, I don't think he was clearly not a hundred percent strong, but you know, she helped give him a little boost to stand on, on the curb. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like I stole something from them because as, as they walk past me, I kind of turned around and snapped the picture of them from behind. But the most spiritual thing there is, which is, is love. And, you know, it's great to connect with humans over a bottle of spirits or over music or connect through books or, or movies, but to actually just directly connect with another human over nothing more than just two people holding hands, uh, that late in life, just, it it was beautiful. It was a spiritual moment for me. Uh, and it kind of, Yeah, it it just kind of put things on a a different perspective of that, you know, maybe the world isn't all shit, and maybe there is the ability to still just love and be happy and be and hold hands with somebody. Uh, It was a beautiful moment and and just sort of a a spiritual experience uh, for me to witness. Uh, So there it is. Uh, Thank you guys for indulging that. So I'm going to dig right in here. I've got a bunch of samples in front of me and by a bunch, I'm not saying hundreds and hundreds, but there's, there's a sizable amount uh, of samples here. I didn't do research on any of them, really, uh, maybe a little bit on a couple of them, but really, I I have no order going into this of what I'm going to taste in what order. I'm just going to kind of pick them at random and, and give a shout out to the people who gave them to me. The first one I'm doing. And I have been dying to crack into this one, and when you guys hear it, you'd be like, "What? What the fuck of all the samples you've got? That's the one you're dying to to crack into For whatever reason, this one piques my interest the most. This was a sample. I don't even want to say sample to me, it's a gift. it's a it's a gift that i I cherish. Um again, I say it over and over. It probably gets redundant, but you know it's humbling. But it's a gift, and this is from my friend Craig. And I use this term friend because you guys have become my friends. You're people I look forward to seeing in the store and talking to, you know, about spirits, but about other things in in life. And what's amazing about this spirits world and this whole kind of journey is that five years ago, most of you weren't in my atmosphere. I didn't know you guys, um, and just through spirits, and and you know these connections, you guys have become part of my universe and have really fulfilled my my universe, and it just keeps growing and it gets better and better. Um, yeah, all right, I'll drop the corny shit and just get to the drinking. This is from Springbrook Farm. Uh, this is their. Adirondack High Rye Straight Bourbon. I had to do a little bit of a dive on this one. These guys are out near Lake George. Uh they're pretty much all grain to glass. This is a high rye bourbon. I don't I couldn't find anything on what exactly the mash bill was. Um I do know it's a 2-year bourbon. It's a heavy char. I don't know if this is smaller barrels trying to get that accelerated aging or what. I just know it's a high rye bourbon uh, from a distillery that I had never heard of. But it kind of reminded me what little I did look into it of like Starlight in Indiana, where they were a farm that was working for years and years and years and then decided to start distilling spirits, which is perfect because they grow all their own grain and I'm sure they make. Vodkas and brandies because they have all you know sort of the raw ingredients to do it But for whatever reason this one piqued my interest So I knew I was starting here And on the nose So it's funny whenever we taste these sort of younger quote-unquote local whiskeys uh, I call it you know wet wood. My friend the BSO calls it wood water. Uh, my friend Peter calls it shiny. It all means the same thing, which is kind of the cool language here as we might use different words to describe it, but we know what each other means. Right away on the nose, I don't get that at all. I don't get that raw wood that I sometimes get from a smaller local distillery. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of spice you can tell that it's got heavy char on it. The oak is toasty. The color is kind of like a golden honey color. And I'm using these sort of wide mouth, uh, hybrid snifter, Glen Cairn glasses that if you guys watch the videos on what you wine and spirits, I've talked about this before. These are the glasses that we tend to use when we're tasting whiskey there. And again, at 86 proof, uh, you can get your nose right in there. I probably would have used a Glencairn with this, too, to focus some of the aromas a little bit more, but I'm telling you, for a two-year-old whiskey, this has get some great aroma to it. Pot still, so I'm going to expect a little bit of oily sort of texture, but let's see what happens. Wow. Wow. First off, I'm going to say thank you, Craig, for sharing this. Where has this been all my life? This is a gem. Sweet kind of bourbon flavor. Got that sweet corn. And then a lot of like that cinnamon, like cinnamon candy. But, you know, like Peter and I always talk about. What? balance on this the wood is is perfect none of that wet wood at all jesus this is a gem and for anybody out there the proof chasers are like yeah but it's only 86 proof fuck that noise you know what's great about 86 proof i can drink a whole bunch of this and still function barrel proof is great i love tasting barrel proof have two or three glasses you start to get a little silly the king's english Kind of goes out the left field for a little bit. eighty six proof. this is a drinker. Um, I don't have the bottle cause obviously it's a sample size. I don't know the price. Maybe I can look it up really quickly here, throw it in my Google machine, probably not in a, a coherent way. So as long as this is under fifty bucks, it's worth the money. This is, man, the flavors just keep coming. That, that sweetness just sort of leaves you salivating. Like a... Almost like a corn pudding. Uh, but then with some like good sort of cinnamon spice notes. Maybe a little bit of graham cracker around the edge there. Like a graham cracker with cinnamon too. Like like really nice graham cracker crust. That is... Whew. Is it good? Yes, it is good. Is it worth the money? Without a doubt. I don't know if the bottle starts a conversation in the bar because I don't really know what the bottle looks like. Let's see if we can get a quick... If I could spell Adirondack bourbon. All right. Talk amongst yourself, people. I'm, I'm doing a little uh, Google search here. Adirondack, yeah. Oh no, that's a great looking bottle. Springbrook Adirondack Bourbon. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And price wise, online, this is looking like thirty-seven dollars if you can find it. I don't know if it's available in mass, uh, but the bottle kind of. Uh, is that sort of Penelope shaped bottle? That tall, skinny bottle with the long neck, uh, big old moose on there, which is perfect for the Adirondacks. But yeah, uh, I see it in one spot for forty-two, in one spot for thirty-seven. Absolutely, does this bottle start a conversation? It absolutely does because it's the kind of bottle that if you look at it and you go like, huh, "It's got a moose on it," that's kind of weird. Can't be good. No, this is outstanding. If you are out in Western Mass or out near Lake George, you're in New York in your travels, and you come across Springbrook Farm Adirondack High Rye Straight Bourbon, grab a bottle. In fact, message me if you're out there. I'll Venmo you some money and have you pick me up a bottle because that is freaking delicious. Thank you again, Craig. Whew. I'm going to save the rest of that sample for later because, man, that is just too good to go to waste. All right. I just grabbed a, another sample. And let's see what we've got here. This is from my friend Leo, who is sort of the newest member or one of the newer members of the Spirits Guide family, uh, you know, started becoming a customer very recently at the store, and uh, Leo's got great taste. Uh, he's always fun to talk to, and he has given me a sample of very old St. Nick Summer Harvest And again, Katrina would be losing her mind right now um, because I'm just totally not prepared. But we're having fun. We're winging it. Summer. Very old St. Nick. Summer Rye Cask Strength Harvest. Let's see what we've got. All right. So it's a gorgeous bottle, by the way. The very old St. Nick lineup is... I know they source... Their whiskey, I don't know where they source it from. I had a chance to bring it into the store, and I was a little skeptical because of the higher price point. Um, but the bottles look fantastic, and quite honestly, I was a little afraid that people would see very old St. Nick. At the time, it was pitched to me. It was very close to Christmas, and... I was afraid that people would look at it as a gimmicky kind of Christmas whiskey and not take it seriously for all the money it was going to cost them. So I passed on it, but I have been curious to taste it. So, again, I've been looking forward to this. Quite honestly, I I forgot it was there until probably 15 minutes before we were getting ready to, to go. So let's see if we can find some info here on a website called whiskey consensus hmm let's see what they say about it from a while back yeah so the bottles look very much like like a pappy bottle uh this one is in that again that penelope straight up and down bottle but the labels themselves kind of had the the picture of old saint nick um it comes from a company called Preservation Distillery. They're in Bardstown. I don't know if they're getting their juice from Bardstown Bourbon Company, if they're sourcing some kind of older Heaven Hill stuff. I'm not sure really what the deal is. Uh, I know the MSRP on this is probably up around 175 to 200 uh, This is a rye. And... Uh, the name Samurai is a play off of the word Samurai. Fun. Okay. Let's see what we've got here. So I'm doing this out of my Norlands glass. Because it's got a little higher proof to it. You know, I want some of those alcohol vapors to dissipate a little bit. On the nose... You know, sometimes when things are high proof, they're not very expressive on the nose. Um, and I always wondered about that. And when I talked to Jeff Duckhorn from Redwood Empire, that's exactly what he told me. Sometimes those higher proof points can be a little tight on the nose uh, when you first get into them. All right. Well, we're on a roll. Let's get right into this. mm mm Wow. That is very interesting and not like any rye I've ever had. It's it's thick. It's almost syrupy. It's almost it's almost nutty. And there's a little bit of that like kind of cocoa spearmint that I sometimes get from rye. But, man, the viscosity on this. Wow. I would pour this over ice cream. I mean, it's. Yeah, there's almost like a. Like a maple syrup kind of thing going on there. Like pink peppercorns and maple syrup. Yeah. Wow. That is. uh, I got to have another sip of that. It's so thick and so rich that when you're you're trying to swirl your tongue through the middle of it there's almost some resistance there and it just coats the whole inside of my mouth Wow that is we are two for two here and again thank you Leo um, you and and your son are always great to me and it's always fun to talk to you guys and man i can't say enough how much i appreciate correct that you thought i would enjoy this and and you wanted my opinion on it that is that is a true treasure all right so here's the deal is it good yes it's wow it's really good that flavor is just hanging there oh my goodness Is it worth the money? Again, this is one of those things that anything is worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. Is it worth the money? You you know, like I talked about with the Hill Rock stuff. Is this going to be your daily drinker? Is this the Michter's 10 of the TV show Billions? Not for most of us. Is it worth the money? Absolutely, it's worth the money because it's a special bottle. Um... It's kind of one of those you buy it for a special occasion or you buy it to drink with the right people. And again, things are only worth what somebody's willing to pay for them, but is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's great. Uh, is it worth the money? Yeah. If you want to pony up for it, I got no problem spending the money on this bottle. Does the bottle start a conversation on the bar? It really does because to me, it, it's got to look where, you know, I think people at first who aren't familiar with the brand, and it is kind of a niche thing. I, I feel like people who know, know. And then there's a whole bunch of the quote unquote new to bourbon guys because very old Satan Nick doesn't really get the, the Fred Minnick treatment. And it doesn't get the, you know, Blanton's, uh, you know, Pappy Van Winkle hype machine behind it just really good whiskey that's been around for a few years now this isn't like a new project it's been around so you know the people who know know there's just not a lot of those people right now so when they look at this they might be inclined to be like what is that some knockoff pappy shit and then when they taste it like they realize that yeah this is probably better than some of the pappy stuff that you can get and you can get this you know, if you contact your local retailer, uh, even I have access to this. So if there's stuff from the the old Saint Nick line that you want, I do have access to it. And again, you can message me on Facebook or Instagram. You can email me the Spirit Guide eighty nine at gmail dot com, or you could email me at work rich at wachusettliquors dot com. Any one of those platforms, and say like, hey. I'd like to get my hands on a bottle or two of very old St. Nick. I can track them down for you. They are available. Um, it's just the kind of thing at that kind of price point that, you know, you don't really keep a lot on hand, but I can get it. So does, you know, bottle starter conversation? Absolutely. Now, is this a sipper, a taster, a drinker? What is it? Well, it's a taster. I'm definitely, it's one of those ones that I wanted to taste. Is this a sipper? Yeah. I would pour a full glass of this and sip. And is it a drinker? This is the kind of thing that when my friend Murph and I get together and we sit down with a bottle, this is the kind of thing that we would sit down and have great conversation and listen to great music and enjoy this. Um, You know, if there's a, 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 a wedding or some sort of special commemorative occasion, This is a drinker for that without a doubt. Um, Yeah, all day long. Winner, winner, winner. That is delicious. All right, I'm going to take a quick break here because if I'm going to keep tasting whiskey, I almost need to drink a lot more water to kind of cleanse my palate because this one is clinging. (coughs) So I'm going to take a minute. And then when I come back, we'll dive into some more samples. All right. And we are back. My goodness. That, uh, that, <laughs> wow, that is still lingering on my palate. That is, man, that is so good. Um, yeah, but we're going to keep moving on here. Lots of samples to get through. And this next one, again, I, I'm throwing names out there, which I don't always do. But as it, sort of shout outs and to let you guys know that I, I really do appreciate this. And just sort of giving the recognition that, you know, you guys... <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what people think of me, and that's not really my job to figure out, but you guys really have become, like, you know, people I look forward to seeing every day and, and part of my universe and people that I connect with. And I, I know it gets all corny and, and whatever, but and quite honestly, the more I drink, the more I'm going to ramble and, and, and the weirder I'm probably going to get. But I I really do just, want to point out and and kind of give the recognition to to you guys who you know provide me with this this content and these samples and these great drinking experiences that I feel connected to all of you out there uh, in this next sample and this one yeah this is a, another person who again not five years ago one year ago, wasn't in my universe no idea who this person was and as it turns out he's one of my delivery drivers for a company called gilbert and we got friendly talking about whiskey in the store while he was making deliveries one day and now we've become you know people we i mean he's there every couple of weeks making deliveries anyways but you know glenn stops by the store we we talk we've become friends uh, I appreciate him as, as a human, uh, you know, more so than a, a customer. I know that the customer part is is nice because it's what, you know, pays the store's bills, which is what pays my bills. But more importantly, I just appreciate him as well as you. The rest of you guys, it's just human beings that I really do enjoy having these conversations with and getting to kind of geek out with. And this is something that Glenn gave me Um, And again, start out by saying thank you, Glenn, for this. And full disclosure, I have tried this before, but uh, I'm going to share it Uh, anyways. And this is a bottle that is not available in mass. Uh, Glenn brought this back from Florida. Uh, And this is Old St. Pete uh, Sunshine Premium Whiskey. I love the packaging on this. Uh, super cool. So this is coming out of St. Augustine Distillery down in Florida. Uh, I have a few friends. Uh, you know, My friend Peter goes down to Florida once a year, uh, so he's got access to this. Glenn goes down to Florida at least once or twice a year. Uh, so if you're down in Florida, this is an interesting one to pick up. For short money, I forget what he told me he paid for it, but I know it wasn't a ton. You know, the label's got a big sun on it, uh, Old St. Pete. It's the shorter, it kind of looks like a Balcones bottle. It's a little wider than those uh, Penelope bottles, but still rounded, a little bit shorter neck. And what I learned about this, this is a blend of four-year and seven-year whiskey. These guys aren't pretending to be anything special. This is sort of, I I guess, in the grand scheme, uh, uh, a left-hand turn away from that old St. Nick. But this is a great sort of drinking experience. And there it is right there in the bottle. 25% four-year-old whiskey uh, finished with smoked oak, oak chips. And then 75% seven-year barrel-aged whiskey. I believe the seven-year whiskey is corn whiskey. So this isn't labeled as a bourbon. It's just labeled as a premium whiskey Uh 88 proof. So again, oh, it's an only 88 proof. It's not strong enough. It's not a hazmat. Get the fuck over it. This is what I drink. And I've drank a sufficient amount of this uh, since I've gotten this. This is perfect for, you know, a Tuesday night when you want to come home, have two, maybe three glasses It's easy to drink. It's uncomplicated, but it's tasty, you know, and not everything has to be a unicorn. I've said it before. Like when everything is special, nothing is special. It just has to be good. You just have to enjoy it. It doesn't have to be something special. You know, if I put a picture of this up on Instagram, I don't expect all the bourbon hunters to go. Holy shit. How did you find that? Fine. Yawn at it. That means it'll still be able to be found on the shelf by people who will just enjoy the taste of whiskey. And again, it's not a bourbon. It's a it's a blend of a couple of different types of whiskey finished with smoked oak, oak chips, so it can't be classified as bourbon there. On the nose, it's got I mean, it smells like candy corn. It's just And I I, maybe candy corn is the polarizing thing. Like it's, it's like cilantro. Like, you know, there's a significant percentage of the population that thinks cilantro tastes like soap. Uh, Apparently that's a genetic thing. And I I guess with candy corn, there's a significant amount of the population who just thinks that candy corn is the most disgusting thing ever. And then there's the rest of us that know that it's amazing. And October wouldn't be October without candy corn. So yeah, on the nose I get like a really soft wood uh candy corn like corn pudding. All right. We're going in. Mm. It's so tasty. It's soft, it's sweet, but it's got great viscosity. It's got, you know, if you're familiar with something like mellow corn or corn whiskeys, that, you know, the whiskey is aged in used oak barrels. So you're not getting to that big toastiness. You're not getting that big oak bomb. You're definitely not getting like oak tannins. You're just getting kind of a wood backbone, much the same way like a Reposado tequila. Like it's just really there to kind of hold everything in place and, and bind it all together. The only problem I see with this whiskey is you can just pour it in a glass and rifle it down. It's there's like a little bit of brown sugar in there. It's soft. It's sweet. It's light. It's easy to drink. This is delicious. And again, thank you so much, Glenn, Glenn, for sharing this with me. It's. I, I love it. And you know. If this was available in mass. I would be buying this. Probably once a week. Because it's that easy to drink. And it's going to vanish that fast. So. Three tiered rating system. Is it good? Yes. Yes. It's very good. It's. You know. There are some nights. You just want to drink. Whiskey. You know. You don't. It doesn't need to be special oak bomb. Now, by no means am I putting this in the same sort of stratosphere as the very old St. Nick. It's not that this is not like my best friend is coming over and we're going to discuss my kid getting married. My kid's not getting married Um, or talk about having a kid or, you know, whatever. We're not commemorating an occasion with this. This is I'm sitting down to drink a few glasses of whiskey, plain and simple. I just want it to be good and affordable. That's what this is. Very old St. Nick, special occasion. So is it good? Yes, this is good. Uh, If you need to have the word bourbon printed on the label, get over yourself. If you need it to be over 95 proof, get over yourself. Is it good? Yes. Is it worth the money? Hands. Down under 40 bucks, hands down, delicious, worth the money. Does the bottle start a conversation? I think it does, especially up here because you can't find it up here. So if you come to my house and you see this on my bar, you're going to wonder what the hell it is and where the hell that came from. So it hits all that taster, sipper, drinker. This is a drinker all day long. I was excited to taste it. I enjoyed drinking it and yeah you can drink a lot of it this is this is what we would call a session whiskey you can just pour go rinse and repeat mm. that was a pretty hefty sized sample that i just killed so again i'm going to forewarn you this may get off the rails but we're having fun we're going through and guess i should maybe call this more fan appreciation than you know sizable amount of samples because this really is me appreciating you guys all right oh if you guys could only see this scene here i've got glasses everywhere dirty glasses i'm not sure what i'm grabbing next for samples or what i'm using for glasses I, it, there's been a few of you guys who've been here in the studio and seen what I do, but uh, for anybody else who hasn't seen it, you know I I have the setup: my mic, my mixing board, my my laptop, and then to the left of that I have a uh, kind of one of those TV stand tables, and I have probably 15 glasses on it: uh, some Glen Cairns, some rocks glasses, some water glasses, different versions of Glen Cairn tasting glasses, those hybrid snifter glink. So I have all these different options. And since, you know, in the true sense of Katrina would be annoyed as hell with me, since I wasn't prepared for what order it I was doing these in, I'm not really prepared for the glassware. Ooh, let's do this one. All right. So what kind of glass should we use for this? I have a a tasting nosing glass that I got from my good friend, Mike, uh, who is the representative for Old Elk. So this kind of looks like a Glen Cairn, uh, that sort of fluted glass. This sample. Another one from my good friend, Craig. Thank you again, Craig. This one I'm excited about, too. I just opened a sample. Of Yellow Spot, which is a a whiskey that, you know, kind of vanished in the American landscape for a while. And then a few years ago, the Spot series started to come back. You know, Green Spot, Red Spot, Yellow Spot, Blue Spot. Uh, I actually did a review of Blue Spot. Uh, I got a sample of that from my friend Sean. Uh, That was the mystery whiskey. We did that, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. So Yellow Spot, I'm going to call this up on my Google machine on my phone really quickly. I have never had this. Um, I haven't had a chance to taste really any of the Spot series, but I know how important they are. And I know for a while, one of the guys behind them was Brian Nation, who you guys heard me talking to and hanging out. He's now the the mastermind behind Keeper's Heart. Uh, which is here in Minnesota in the U.S. So this is directly from the Spot website. Rather than simply being a finished whiskey, Yellow Spot is special in that it it contains whiskey that has been matured for a full 12-year period in three oak casks, oak cask types, American bourbon barrels, Spanish sherry butts, and uniquely Spanish malaga casks. And Malaga is like a dessert wine in Spain. The Malaga cask brings an exotic sweet note to the whiskey, making it a truly delightful taste experience. Hmm. Sounds wonderful. Uh, There's a picture of the bottle. Very, very cool stuff. You know, anytime you see the number 12 on that front label, you know, representing, you know, age 12 years, Uh, Mitchell & Son is the the family. If you guys want to dig into the Spot series. Irish whiskey, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that already. So 12-year Irish whiskey aged in bourbon barrels, sherry butts, and malaga casks. That's a lot. Bottled at 100 proof. So 50% alcohol. Man. The nose on this is so interesting. I don't know how to describe it. It's like uh I don't know like I don't know you guys have heard me talk about how I taste in colors like the nose on this is reminds me of like pastel colors. I don't know how to describe that like like tropical fruits but not quite tropical like almost like cantaloupe, honeydew, melon like that kind of fruit yeah there's definitely a lot of fruit on the nose and I'm assuming that's coming from the sherry and the, the malaga but then underneath it like, I'm starting to get some some kind of raisiny notes. Maybe some molasses. All right. We're going in. All right. Stop the press. Craig Dooley... You are the fucking man. Wow. I you have crushed it. Two samples, two five-star perfect 10 samples. This is outrageous. This is like First of all, the texture and I'm a big, you know, every sort of whiskey guy and you know, I don't call him up by name but you know somebody i respect a lot who's got a great palate who does great work who has a store you know kind of close to mine and a lot of his barrel picks are very woody he tends to go for oak which is great because there's a lot of people who love that and if we all pick the same thing there'd be nothing interesting about life in in pursuing whiskey i tend to go for mouthfeel I like big toasty oak. I mean, Calumet 15, Remus Repeal, um, you know, the Lux Road Distiller Series. Those are some of the best whiskeys I've ever tasted. But in general, I love a big, rich, creamy, syrupy mouthfeel. This, I mean, the first thing I noticed, as soon as it hit my palate, you guys may have noticed that moment of silence there. It wasn't for sadness. It was for joy. Like, I couldn't believe what was sitting on my tongue. And it was so heavy that I probably couldn't even open my mouth. I'm going back in for another sip of this. That is all the malaga cask. That thick, rich. If you could imagine like a honeydew melon, cantaloupe, Maybe banana, mango, papaya. If you just threw them all in a pot and then boiled them down into a syrup, that's what I'm getting there. And if you're thinking like, oh, wow, that sounds really sweet. That 100 proof, 50% alcohol gives it just enough burn that balances the whole thing out. That is Wow, that's outrageously good. That's dessert. Without a doubt, that is a dessert whiskey. Um, Yeah, I can't say enough about how amazing that is. All right. Three-tiered system. Is it good? Holy shit. It's amazing. This whiskey is... It's gotta be in the top maybe the only Irish whiskey I've tasted that is better than this was the Redbreast 27 that I get to taste um, a few months back it's the only thing that may top this and even then this may be the most amazing Irish whiskey I have ever tasted that is just wow so is it good hell yes is it worth the money? It absolutely is because you're talking about 12-year-old whiskey in Ireland, taxes, getting it shipped over here. You're talking about 12-year-old whiskey, uh, you know, bourbon barrels, Malaga barrels, sherry butts, all of that, you know, it's obviously over 100 bucks. I I think it might be 150. I'm not sure. It You know, sometimes pricing these days is kind of the Wild West and stores are just kind of throwing it out there, whatever they want to charge. But this is a special bottle. Uh, My friend Murph and I, this is something we would just sit down and, you know, nobody's driving after this, but, you know, this bottle is not getting capped. (laughs) It's that good. I, I don't I wouldn't know how to put this bottle down. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so is it good? Yes. Is it worth the money? If you can find it, and that's the key, if you can find it, it is worth every penny. Does the bottle start a conversation? Of course it does. It's got a big yellow spot on it. People don't see this everywhere. It's not something that's just hanging out on the shelf. You don't find dusties of yellow spot. It wasn't even available in America for years. So it starts a conversation and if anybody out there is going like, well, it's Irish whiskey. It's good. It's, it doesn't say bourbon on it. Get over it. There's other whiskey besides bourbon. This is mind-blowingly good. Wow. Um, I I have a little bit left. I, I don't know if I want to just... <laughs> I kind of want to drink it now, but I have more samples that I want to get through. All right. All right. I'm going to do one more before I take a break and, and go. Man, that is so good. Uh, taster, sipper, drinker. I mean, it's one of those ones that whew, I, I'm so glad I got an opportunity to taste. Um, I would sip on it. The danger for me is that's a drinker. It just is so delicious and goes down so, so easy. Yeah, that's a drinker. Even for the money, it's a drinker. Whew. All right, one more before we take uh, one last break. And this comes to me from my friend Derek. And, you know, Derek is a friend of the store, watches Wine and Spirits. He shops there all the time. Uh, my connection with Derek is he's a, he's a chemist. He's a, a scientist. So he works in a place where, you know, my daughter, who's a chemist, was an intern. And so she knew him. And through that kind of connection, you know, we ended up talking about not only Spirits, but you know, we talk about life and we talk about, you know, his kids and my kid, and we talk about other things that we do in vacations. And, you know, again, you know, spirit may be what brought us together, but we've become better friends, you know, through it. So, wow, that's wild. So it just, again, Thank you, Derek and D, for you know being in and and I appreciate all the conversations that we have. They're you know they're fantastic and they're fun and, and you know we enjoy these these sort of hangout chill out moments. And Derek was nice enough, you know, part of my job, you know, and what I love about it. And people always come in and you know. What do you guys do with your allocated whiskeys? Like, first of all, if I've never seen you before and I have no idea who you are, quite honestly, fuck off. Um, because I don't know you and you haven't taken the time to cultivate the relationship. And maybe this is narcissistic or arrogant of me, but you just haven't proved your worthiness of a special bottle. How do you do that? Well, one, you come in and you buy other stuff. Uh, to you at least make an effort to be friendly with me. You don't, you know, I say this all the time. Like I work all year to get my hands on like three of these specialty bottles and I buy all this other shit that sits on my shelf just to get access to them. It makes it really hard to just sell it to the first guy who comes in or first lady. It's just like, oh, uh, you know, my dad's favorite, you know, daily drinker is happy 21. Do you happen to have any? No. Uh buy some Wheatleys vodka, buy some, buy some platinum vodka, buy some chi buy anything, do something. Um y- you just haven't proven yourself worthy. It, but the reality of it is like I want to put the right bottles in the right hands of the right people. Um you know, because everybody's got a, a different thing. And you know, whether it's Derek or whether it's Craig or Peter or Uh, Glenn, Leo, you know, all these guys know that, you know, they all have a, a bottle on their wish list and they come in and we talk and we hang out and, you know, and they say like, Hey, if you come across this bottle, I would like an opportunity to buy it. And, and that's sometimes how it works. And, you know, Derek is no different. You know, there's, he's got, you know, a bottle or two on his wish list, which is almost never pappy. Or never anything like that. It's always something limited but obscure that not everybody is clamoring for as a status bottle. And so, you know, I had told him I have never tasted Thomas Handy. For whatever reason, you know, in the the antique collection, it's the one that we seem to get the most of every year. Um, And by that, I mean, like, we get three bottles (laughs) instead of one. Um, But for whatever reason, I've just never tasted the Thomas Handy from the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, which is there. It's a rye. Thomas Handy was sort of instrumental in creating the Sazerac brand. I don't remember. It's it's above, obviously, Sazerac rye, but it's below Sazerac 18. And it's, I don't know, it's one that, I've always had sitting around the store, you know, in November and December, I always have like two or three bottles, but I've never taken for myself. So Derek was nice enough to get his hands on a sample. Bring it to me again. Thank you, D humbled as always uh, and appreciate what you guys do for me. (sighs) Enough rambling. I think the whiskey's starting to kick in. Let's just get into this one. That is everything I want a rye to be. That is beautiful, spicy. It's got some of those kind of green elements that I like in rye. That sort of spearmint, chocolate mint, green apple. Yeah, I feel like I don't even have to do a deep dive on Handy because anybody out there can, you know, go readily find the information on what Handy is. But again this is oh this is fan appreciation night for me. Wow. The finish just it keeps coming. That is You guys are crushing it with this. I can't thank you guys enough. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I don't know why, you know, when people come in every You know, November and go like, oh, what do you guys get for Pappy? What do you guys get for Eagle 17 or Stag? Nobody ever asks for Thomas Handy. You can bet your ass next year or, well, later on this year, when my BTAC quote unquote allocation comes in, I'm snagging a bottle of Thomas Handy. This is beautiful. This is everything I want a great rye to be. cocoa green spice yeah that's everything that is beautiful three-tier rating system is it good yes is it worth the money actually I think it is because it's the one that doesn't really get jacked up to the you know the point of getting excessive uh, does the bottle start a conversation on the bar it should it's stylish it's classic it's elegant uh, taster Sipper drinker, I'm glad I get to taste it. I love it. It's a sipper. It's not a sit and drink all night. Uh, One for the price, and two for the proof. And yeah, that's just wow. All right, I'm gonna go take a break. Go have some water. And when I come back, I got a couple more samples for you guys, and then we'll wrap up. See you in a minute. Talk to you in a minute. Whew. All right. I feel like we've been through some some shit here. Wow. Uh a lot of samples. Again, uh, you know, I I got a couple left that I want to get through um on this this tasting. And again, before I kind of start and go completely off the rails here thank you guys all so much cuz again this not only is this you know podcast not really possible without you guys but literally this episode of the podcast is not possible at all if it's not for you guys you know thinking of me and sharing and i know it's not just with me like I don't think I'm the only one you guys share samples with, um, and I, because it's it's the community, it's it's what we do. Um, but the fact that I'm part of that process I, again, I know it's redundant, but I cannot thank you guys enough uh, because really the whole content uh, of this episode of the podcast is you guys. All right, with what I've got left in the tank, I'm gonna kind of get these last few in um, and and hopefully be a little bit better caught up on, on some of these samples that I have. And there's some other samples that I have, by the way, Uh, my great friend Peter uh, has given me some great mezcals and uh, other liqueurs to taste. And, you know, my friend Sean has given me some tequilas to taste and so, like, I have other spirits, but I really did sort of focus this one in on on whiskeys. So if you're out there and you're like, hey, but I gave you a sample of rum or I gave you a sample of tequila, uh, we'll get to those. I promise. I just I had to narrow the scope down a bit. And so we kept this all to whiskeys. And like I said, my my friend, Peter, who I, I don't know, Peter, I, I, like, I know you're going to be listening to this. like this. This is one of the, the friendships that I'm I'm really, really proud of because again, we became friends sort of through COVID. Uh Peter being a, a home cocktail geek and and was kind of you know kind of locked down like the rest of us were. And he'd come in the store and we would start to talk. And, you know, in a time where everybody is looking for Blantons and Weller and Pappy and all this stuff, Peter and I get talking about. Spanish Reserver Brandy, and and right away I knew like all right well this guy's uh he's a little left to center because he's not just looking for bourbon. I mean we talked about whiskey, but then we were talking about gins and rums and tequilas and bourbon, so we were running the gamut. And I just knew like man like this is my kind of my kind of people right here who like everything. And that's not to say that everybody else you know that I've talked about tonight you know. All you guys, you know, the same way of just, you know, I love the fact that we have this community, and even when we're chasing down bourbons, it's not about the quote-unquote status bourbons where we're looking for new and interesting stuff, but we're also looking at gins and rums and tequilas and, and brandies and, and other kinds of quirkiness, just a whole gamut of, of spiritual experiences and, and spiritual connections. So while I have gotten a great many amount of samples from my friend, Peter. And I mean, we just exchange bottles and, and again, we've become great friends and, and it's a friendship that I just, I appreciate on so many levels. Um, I would be remiss if I did a, a, a sample episode without including something that he gave me. Um, and this is one of the whiskeys that he's given me. And it's an interesting one. And again, full disclosure, I don't think that this is available in Massachusetts, uh, but it was one that we were both definitely interested in. We've talked about, I think he picked this up down in Connecticut. So, you know, if you're willing to go on a little day trip, go on a little ride, uh, you can get it close, just not in mass. And what I'm drinking is Blue Note. And Blue Note is a brand that's, you know, it's fashioned after the blues and Memphis and their The packaging kind of ties all that in there. This is the Blue Note. Crossroads finished with toasted French oak staves. So technically not a bourbon because it's finished. Although the label probably says bourbon finished with and in, in that sort of run on sentence fashion, French oak staves, which I just, I love the influence of French oak on whiskey, Uh Glen Levitt 15, one of my favorites, uh, the Davies County French oak again, it just adds a a layer of, of richness to it. Um, enough rambling. Let's get into it. Here's what I do know about it. Uh, this is MGP source juice. It is their 60, 36% rye 4% barley mash bill. So it's the same mash bill as like redemption high rye. And there's a few other whiskeys out there that use this, uh, particular mash bill. So, you know, obviously high rye at, at 36%. Uh, no age statement on the bottle. So it's at least four years, which to me probably means four to six years. But the youngest whiskey in the blend is four. Bottled at 100 proof. Let's get into it. While I still have some some strength left in me. It's getting an interesting nose. And I've, I've smelt... A lot of the the sixty thirty six mash bills uh, in other brands. I mean, the the one that comes to mind at this point of, of tasting is that redemption, but it doesn't smell like that. And there's an extra layer of of wood from that French oak and that toastiness that adds like a uh, it's like a maybe like a mocha kind of note to the nose. It, it reminds me of I grew up in an old Worcester three-decker and when that sort of front hallway that was all woodwork, you know, wood stairs and wood railing. And it, there's a smell to like mahogany on a hot summer day. That's what this smells like to me. It just reminds me of like the, the front hallway of that three-decker uh, when I was a kid. All right, we're going in. Mm. beautiful um it reminds me of oh, there's a nice little sweetness there in the finish too like a, a not even cocoa like maybe mocha and caramel toasted coconut um some of that like Girl Scout cookie, the Samoa cookie with like the coconut and the caramel and the shortbread. It's got some of that with a nice sweet finish. This is like a, a baby version of that Davies County. It's got some of those same flavors, just a little bit lighter. It's not quite as bold, despite the fact that it's a higher proof point than that one. Um yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, and thank you again, Peter, for for sharing this with me. Um Three ten rating system is it good? Yeah, I think it's good. Is it worth the money? Uh, I don't know what Peter paid for it, but doing a quick little research, MSRP is right around that forty dollar level. I think that's right where the market is for a product like this. Um, again, it's the same mash bill as Redemption High Rye, but it's definitely better. And you're you know you're paying a couple extra dollars to get some toasted French oak staves in there. So you know as the finish lingers there. It also has some notes, sort of reminiscent of like a Maker's 46 as well. That sort of toasted stave extra finish, um, which is also oddly reminiscent of uh, the Whistle Pig piggyback David Ortiz Big Poppy, which I thought was going to be a gimmicky bottling. And it turns out that that was really good too. But some of that same sort of toasted, uh, you know, stave finish flavor profiles there yeah this is wonderful so is it good yes is it worth the money does the bottle start a conversation if you like the blues like i do and quite honestly i wish i had a bottle of this around when i was doing my blues and bourbon episode because this would have been a perfect fit uh you know there's a guitar on the front label the lettering is in blue uh, I I think there's some sort of kind of allusion to Robert Johnson there as well. I'm going to finish this. All right. I'm running out of steam here. But, hey, I'm a professional. We're going to keep going. I got two more. I want to get in here really quickly before we wrap up. This one is a f- gift from my friend Jay. And I was, I was going through all the samples. I was just, man, Jay has given me some great stuff to taste over the years. And again, somebody I met as a customer, we got talking about, you know, other things besides bourbon. Uh, you know, when, when I think of people, I sometimes I, I think of them in specific ways. Uh, Jay is my go-to guy for Japanese whiskey. Uh, I know he's got a, a a love and a passion for for that rabbit hole and bless him because that is a that's like like dating a girl who's got expensive tastes it is a pricey rabbit hole to go down um but again the coolness of my friends and the people in this community of you know we're not just talking about trophy bourbons we're talking now we're talking about Yamazaki and Hibiki and some great Japanese whiskey as well as tequila and as well as beers and other things. Just, you know, I, I I really am blessed to know the the coolest people in, in the world in, in the spirits, you know, kind of world that again, I just love the fact that as a collective unit, we are not just all bourbon focused. It's it's just great. Uh, so this is a sample that I got from Jay a while back, actually. But this is Michter's Toasted Bourbon. Now, there's no real deep dive to go into on Michter's because, as you guys know, they don't fucking tell you anything about their product. You don't really get the mash bill. Um, they make some of their whiskey. They source some of their whiskey. It's all pretty vague about that. Um, you know, they lay claim to going back to Civil War period. It's it's a fun little story. We've talked about it a whole bunch of times. But the bottom line is their stuff is so good. You know, the whole U.S. one line is good. The sour mash, the bourbon, the single barrel rye is, you know, one of my favorite ryes. And then you get into, you know, Mictus 10, one of my top. Five bottles of whiskey of any style of all time. Uh, The toasted, the barrel proof stuff. I once touched a bottle of Michter's 20 before I get to sell it to a customer. Actually, I get to touch the cardboard box. I didn't even get to take it out of that to see the actual bottle. Um, But I actually held the box in my hand. So yeah, Michter's toasted barrel. I don't have the proof on the top of my head right now. But this is one of those releases that, you know, we look forward to every year. Either toasted bourbon or toasted rye. All right. Let's go in. Mm. Mmm. 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 That is... Man. That just leaves your mouth watering for another sip, you know, a little kind of nutty, dusty cocoa powder, um, stone fruit, like apricot, peach, no burn going down, you know, the, yeah, I mean that the integration of the wood on this is, is is beautiful. And you know, as Peter always says, you know, that harmonious balance, there's nothing that really sticks out in any direction on this one. It's just perfectly balanced. Um, is it good? Yeah, it's fantastic. Is it worth the money? If you can get it reasonable, you know, and unfortunately this is one of those allocated whiskeys uh, that, you know, It's it comes out in limited release. I think when it comes out, I get three bottles uh, whenever it comes out, whether it's once a year or once every other year or whatever their releases, you know, that they put out once a year. It's a three bottle case. Usually, if I'm lucky, I'll get a case of it. So, you know, it's not uncommon in the whiskey world today to. You know, go to MSRP, which again, I've gone on this diatribe of, you know, what does MSRP mean? It means manufacturers suggested, suggested, hey, this is what we think you should charge. People out there hear me on this. Suggested does not mean this is what we're going to charge. It's what somebody somewhere far, far away is suggesting that we charge. And that is based on a formula that's just not fair at all anymore Um, because the cost of so many other things in our industry has gone up, whether it's minimum wage, whether it's fuel costs, whether it's, you know, the cost of bags, the, you know, the cost of everything, the cost of COVID cleaning supplies, all these other things have, you know, factored in to create. You know, MSRP was based on what you needed to make for profit to be sustainable as a business. Unfortunately, in the last three years of COVID, the cost of sustaining a business has increased uh, in ways that did not exist when that MSRP formula uh, was kind of dreamed up, however it was dreamed up. But also when you look at that MSRP, which is put out by somebody maybe in Kentucky. The minimum wage is different in different states. So, you know, what you're paying people, what you've got to set for margins, you know, in a state like New Hampshire, where the state owns all the liquors, they can work on lower margins, you know, a store like a, a Total Wine or a Wegmans, especially a Wegmans or a BJ's, you know, these sort of hybrid liquor store, grocery store chains that make all their money on other products. They're not even charging MSRP because they don't have to, because, you know, they make money on groceries so they can work on a, a tighter margin on liquor. Even a, a chain like a Total Wine that has half of their store is their brand where they're making a 100% markup and, you know, a standard industry markup might be between, you know, 25 and 40% markup, you know, Total Wine is making all their money on their private label stuff so they don't need to mark up other things whereas smaller stores need to get a little bit more. Now, that being said, there are some stores that just sort of put that fuck you price on things, you know, and it's $800 for a bottle of Michter's Toasted Barrel. That's insane. And if you're paying for it, your priorities in life are way out of whack. It's good, but it's not worth completely just bottoming out for it. So if you can find it at MSRP... Plus, up to 25, 30 bucks because you're paying extra for, you know, you're paying for the uniqueness of it, the limited availability, you know, and stores will throw on an extra 10 or 15, maybe even 20 bucks under that MSRP just because of the other stuff that we have to buy that, you know, we buy all year long, we build up that equity, we get. three bottles in, they sell in a week, but I'm still sitting on all the stuff that I was buying for the last six months before that. And that stuff is going to be sitting around for the next six months after that, just so we can get those three bottles for you guys. So yeah, MSRP plus 20 bucks, depending on the product, you know, sometimes it's 30 bucks. Um, And again, as I always say, anything is worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. Um, But if you can get this MSRP plus 20, 25 bucks, Yes, it's worth it. That's a long-winded response. I get it. So is it good? Yes. If you can get it for the right price, it's worth the money. Does the bottle start a conversation? It absolutely does. I love the Michter's labels. They remind me of if you went to like an old Civil War fort and cracked down a secret wall and found a, a old stash of whiskey. Those labels kind of look like that's what they would be. Um, very sort of old school, stylish, elegance. And if that's on your bar, your whiskey friends are going to be impressed. They're going to want to talk about it. It's going to start a dialogue and hopefully, you know, leads to you guys having a drink together and discussing it. Whew, we have gone for quite some time here. Last one, I promise. And then I am done and tapping the fuck out. This is another one from my friend, Leo, who is, you know, kind of a newer member of our family, but again, a great, great person, uh, has become a friend, you know, uh, again, another person that we message back and forth about cool, quirky things. And it's awesome for me, you know, being in, it's awesome for me as a human being to just to get to like talk to you guys. And when you guys stop by the store and we hang out and we, we taste something and we have these conversations about what's going on in our worlds. That to me is everything that this is about conversations and human connections. Um, it's, it's what makes, it's what makes the spirits thing worth it for me. Um, and on a business end, what's great for me is getting to go to a sales rep, or a supplier rep or, you know, uh, a distributor and say like, hey, I need a bottle of this. And they go like, are you sure? It costs a lot of money. It's a really quirky thing. It's a niche market. Are you sure you can sell it? And for me to be able to be like, I got a guy. I know somebody or I got a girl that I know somebody who will take this. You know, it may be a few dollars more than your everyday buy but I know somebody who's interested in good and quirky and unique and special bottlings who get stories and heritage and pedigree and get all that. So for me, it's pretty awesome to get to go to them and see that look of impressed on their face for them to go like, you've got somebody who's going to buy this. Yeah, absolutely. Send it to me. And it's usually gone within a couple of days because from getting to meet with you guys and talk to you guys and hang out with you guys. I've learned different things that you like. So I know when something comes up, I can reach out and be like, Hey, I got access to this. Do you want it? And if you say, yeah, I'm down for that. I go back to my people and say like, Hey, I've got a place to put this. I get the right bottles to put in the right hands of the right people. That is the, the joy of my job. Of, you know, getting to talk to you guys and getting to meet and connect with you. But then these special bottles, you know, to get my hands on them and to get them in the right place. This is going to sound super corny, but obviously I've been drinking a lot. Um, But when you watch the show American Pickers, like that's always their thing of like they they find this antique in this barn in the middle of Iowa, you know, and they they save it. Because they know that there's somebody in, you know, Kansas City who's looking for that. And you put the right piece in the right hands of the right people. And it just sort of makes this whole connection, this cosmic thing that happens. It's fantastic. Um, And I love what I get to do because of those moments uh, as well as just getting to hang out with you guys. Because you guys are the coolest people I know. So on this last one, uh, this is my friend Leo again. Uh, coming back for the second bottling in this. Whew. I have been looking forward to trying this for a very long time. We're going to close with this. This is the Lock, Stock, and Barrel 20-Year Rye. This is one that I think even before I met Leo, uh, I had read about. I You know, I, I saw it in one of these sort of online blog sites of like, oh, 20 whiskeys, you've got to try. And I saw that and I called my rep and I was like, do you have any of this? He's like, yeah, no. Gone, gone, gone. Lock, stock and barrel 20 year rye. And it's interesting because you can find a lot of 21 year old whiskeys. You find a lot of 15 year old whiskeys. You don't find a lot that are 20 on the dot. Now, this is done by an American company. They're out of Philadelphia. I forget the name of them. I think they're called Cooper Spirits. Um, But all the juice is coming out of Alberta. So it's the same whiskey uh, for the Alberta Premium Cask Strength, which was one of my top five whiskeys of 2021. Absolutely amazing. It's also the same distillery that supplied Whistlepig for their 10-year Uh, So if you're wondering about the pedigree of this whiskey and where it comes from, this stuff, I think they may actually, like, finish the aging in Philadelphia, but it's made at Alberta Premium uh, using a 3.5 char. I don't see that much. I usually see, like, number 3 char, number 4 char, you know, number 5 char, but I never see three and a half. So there's some uniqueness there. Bottled at 112 proof. 100% One hundred percent rye. Now, with Canadian whiskey, they can put rye in the label and it doesn't even have to have any rye in it. This does one hundred percent rye. Uh, the barrels that they used for this yielded exactly three thousand bottles. This is not an ongoing release where they release it every single year or they keep it in rotation. They just keep harvesting barrels. This was a one shot deal, twenty year. Basically, cask strength, Canadian, Alberta premium rye whiskey, MSRP around four bills. Man, on the nose. What's funny is I've had that Alberta premium. It's fantastic. Like I said, top five whiskey for me for 2021 doesn't smell like this. Um, You're getting a different angel share. You're getting a cooler temperature in Canada. Uh, If they brought it down in in Asia for a year or so in Philadelphia, you might get a little bit more heat. But for the most part, this has been allowed to age in a very mellow fashion uh, up there in, in, in Canada. All right. One more. This is for you guys. Thank you so much, Leo. Wow. That's like no rye I've ever tasted. You know, it doesn't have those sort of big green notes that the Alberta premium has. It's got some like, almost like Granny Smith apple. It's got some wood tannin. It doesn't drink at its proof point. It drinks lighter than that. So this is a little bit dangerous in that fashion. Um, Yeah, a little bit of tannin. I mean, that is just fantastic and unique and wonderful and quirky, and you're getting to taste a moment in time because this is just never going to be replicated. Mm, It's got a nice mouth-watering finish there as well. Um, Three-tiered rating system. Is it good? Yes, it's good. Is it worth the money? I I mean, it is. It's worth the money in that it's a 20-year-old rye, you know, all that time spent in a Rick house and paying taxes and all the other costs and you know getting it down here and bottling it, I get why it's you know MSRP of four hundred bucks. There's only three thousand bottles in existence, so that drives the price up. So yeah, I it's worth it. Would I spend it? I don't know because I don't know that I have anything special enough in my life going on that I need a four hundred dollar bottle. But certainly for the rarity of it, absolutely. Does the bottle start a conversation? Without a doubt, anybody who knows anything about whiskey or read the same whiskey blogs um, that I have know that that's pretty special and kind of a once in a lifetime thing. And again, I can't thank you enough, Leo, for sharing this with me. Um, Yeah, you guys are are fantastic. All right. Time for me to wrap it up. It's a very long winded podcast. <laughs> oh, but so much fun and again thank you guys so much because none of this would be possible without you. Um yeah. If you like what I'm doing here, go to the podcast page, hit that follow button, click that five-star rating, share it out on your social media, let your friends know who are into the same stuff that we're into. That there's a podcast out there for them. Um, follow me on Instagram and Facebook as the Spirits Guide. Uh, I'm always posting things about what I'm drinking, shows I'm going to, books I'm reading. Uh, my Sunday morning vinyl brunch and Bloody Mary posts every week. Um, they're all things that I'm actually drinking, reading, listening to, doing. Uh, all authentic. Uh, and for anything else, if there's a sample. That you're curious to my opinion of, you want to maybe get your sample on episode number thirty for a sizable amount of samples. Uh, if there's something that I've tasted here that you're like, hey, that sounds really good, don't be afraid to reach out and ask me for it. Uh, if you're over twenty-one, you're in the area, and I have extra. I love sharing it with you. And you know, as always, if you guys want to come here, hang out, geek out, we'll talk about movies, music, books, TVs, whatever. Drink some cool spirits. Email me at the spirits guide 89 at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much as always for indulging me in, in this journey. Uh, I can't say enough how much I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with a Tuesday night tasting. It's going to be a three for uh, surprise there, but it, this is a fun one. And then next Friday, full episode is going to be my conversation with Jess from Laird's Applejack. It's going to be a fun one. I'll talk to you guys again soon, and uh, love you all. Cheers. Yay!